All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Brief Podcast. As always, Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, we had football back and it was glorious. How are you this evening? Yeah, it was great to have Wisconsin football back. It was a winning weekend here in Wisconsin, Badgers and Packer victories, uh, one easier than the other. But I was surviving the weekend. Do you, ever, do you remember, Marlon, when you were younger? I don't know, maybe you still do this. And you would be like, oh, I'm going to do this, and future me will worry, have to worry about it. You remember this? Oh, yeah. Do this? By remember, you mean like today. Yeah. yeah. So I did that last week, actually. <laughs> and last week, I was like, yeah, I could go put up the Christmas decorations outside when it's 70 degrees, but it's really nice. And you know what? I'm just going to stay inside and, and not do that. Um... So I didn't, and then this week, I decided to do it in, what, 45 degree and, I don't want to say hurricane force, gale force winds. Uh, I'm an idiot, and I should have done it when it was 70 degrees. Uh, So I kind of allayed my badger nervousness that I, in the end, apparently didn't need uh, by hanging up Christmas lights in uh, much worse weather than I should have. (laughs) That was... Yeah. Big part of my weekend. <laughs> yeah, brave soul. I think I had that thought last weekend too. Like mm, maybe I'll do that, and then no, um, and then now it's just not going to happen. I'll tell you that much. There you go. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Had my chance. So kudos to you. Yeah. Had a schedule. Well, I, I sat there and I was like, I'm not going to pass. Not that this was a great weekend to do it, but I'm like, it. It's possible it gets worse. So <laughs> I was like, let's just. Let's just get it over with. Um, so I did. I did, and I'm a little bit, a little bit proud of myself. Not pat myself on the back too much, but that's uh, that's where I'm at. So it was a good weekend. Uh, everything has, uh, I guess, regained feeling from that. So how nice. are you, Marlo? <laughs> how about you? I'm well. Go. I am doing well. I'm feeling good. Um, coming off Saturday night, a nice lazy day of football today. Yeah. Um, that we'll talk about. So. We can get into it talking about the uh, the Badgers taking on the, are they the Wolverines? Well, some Michigan team in the big yeah. house. Yeah, it was extremely strange. Uh, just, I think we talked about it beforehand. Uh, it was just a comfortable victory. And I was saying I was allaying some nerves, kind of putting up the lights and stuff and kind of trying to act busy or be busy so to, to get kind of that nervous energy out. And in the end, I, d- I didn't need it. It was a comfortable victory. We were better than them, at every fa- than them at every facet of the game. And it was just a surprisingly stress-free, dominating victory. Yes. It, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of unknowns going to the game. So I think that's what brought the nervousness mm-hmm. on for me. Yep. Uh, obviously, we hadn't played in a couple weeks. Didn't even know who, like exactly who the full roster is. We had an idea. We had an idea that Mertz would be available and probably yep. back, uh, but we didn't know for sure. Didn't know for sure. So we saw him running around in the field, um, and yeah, that was kind of nerve wracking. And then what was he going to look like once right. we once we got in? Um, but I should say from the <laughs> first offensive possession for Michigan on, everything was fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess to your point about who who was or wasn't starting, I, that was kind of left up in the air. And then it turns out what two of our top, I guess let's say just to say at this point, top four running backs yep. uh, weren't able to go. Uh, Wild Goose wasn't able to go. I was pretty worried about that beforehand, um, before actually seeing the game. Uh, our best cornerback not being there. Um, 
I think a little bit of linebacker depth was missing too. I, I, I can't remember all of it right now off the top of my head, but it was we. This happened. This game happened. Forty nine to eleven over Michigan, a game in which we were missing multiple starters be, <laughs> because of uh, the COVID protocols. I mean, it's it, absolutely crazy to even kind of add that to how surprising. I, I don't know. Maybe surprising isn't the right word be, as far as how good the teams are, but just my kind of mentality going into it because I thought we were going to win. I never thought it was going to look like this. Uh, and it was, I, I guess, just really, I don't know. I just want to kind of like sit in this like feeling of like <laughs> how good of a win and how like I was on a, a, a Zoom call with some friends um, while we were watching it. And mm. just like, it was I wonder just why fun, you're so quiet. <laughs> it was just a fun experience. And like, if the game had gone any, even if it was like somewhat close and we were winning by a little bit, like I would have been off the zoom call and like, you know, doing my normal nervousness yeah. uh, and, and whatnot. But I was on the call the whole time and just hanging out and like our, you know, TVs weren't synced up and stuff and it didn't matter because good <laughs> things just kept happening. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. I, I think, uh, along our, that second, second Michigan possession, we got the interception. Yeah. I was literally laughing because it was so bad. <laughs> And I was so stress free, and <laughs> and especially I, those night games, you know, like mm-hmm. there's nothing like getting up for a night game and just coming up disappointed. I think that happened last time we played Michigan, and was it last year? The season? No, the season before that. It was yeah. Last year we uh, won We'd, big in in Camp Randall. It, both last year and this year we were up twenty eight to zero at halftime. So yeah, exactly. It was, it was the last time, and I remember getting up, being like, "This is going to be the big game. We're going to win in the big house," and then. There's nothing worse than thinking that all day and just coming crashing down. Yeah, then it not happen. Yeah, I might, yeah. I did have my guards up, but uh, so you talked about uh, the the second possession. It was the second interception, in fact, by uh, yeah. Milton. He threw it straight to the linebacker. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is really strange. He just he just did not like, he did not see him. Uh, Chanel the, uh, on the interception just didn't see him. Yeah, even Herb Street Herb Street was dying at trying to explain it away but even he was like what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah so well, wisconsin's go ahead no no I was, even our linebacker was even surprised like what was he didn't know what was going on either as yeah, he was I running think, down the field i think it was lucky it hit him like between the numbers because otherwise i don't think he would have caught it because he would have been like why is he throwing the ball here <laughs> to me uh but it just kind of stuck in there um yeah, so the de- so I think the story of this game. Well, there's lots of stories of the game, but uh, to what stuck out to me was the defense creating two early turnovers. The first interception was a bang bang play. Ball pops up in the air, uh, and uh, Scotty Nelson gets the interception. Uh, and then on the I think it was the first play of the second drive, uh, Milton throws to Chanel. Uh, just a terrible throw, <laughs> terrible read, uh, and we get the ball again. So we score on our first two possessions where we. First four possessions, excuse me, and uh, are up twenty-eight to zero before Michigan even gets a first down, <laughs> which just seems hard to do. But that's what happened, uh, and it was it was off from there. The defense held Michigan to oh gosh, I have to do mental math here. I don't know, like two hundred fifteen yards, let's say one hundred seventy-two through the air, uh, forty-seven on the ground. It was just a great performance. They were pressuring the quarterback throughout the game. Uh, the defense showed up and made a Michigan team who has put up points uh, in in at least some of their games uh, look really bad. And they really only had one drive 
and we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But the defense just just balled out, and it was so fun to see, so fun to watch, and they just really pinned their ears back and were able to crowd line scrimmage to stop the run, and Milton wasn't able to make the throws. I think to to put the defense off. Yeah, I mean there there's definitely a couple that you could look at them if he was able to put the ball in the right place. We might have it might have been a different game. I wouldn't say it, was, it would be we would have lost, but it, it, there would be some more points on the board. Sure. Um, you could make that argument, but besides that, like Wisconsin was clearly winning the line of scrimmage, and from if you can remember from three weeks ago, my one con- my concern from the win over Illinois was the uh, having a mobile quarterback, um, and we were able to keep that in check as well by dominating the line and, and not letting them get out of lanes um, and, and scramble around to to hurt the Badgers that way. Uh, so that was that was my good to see from the defense coming out of Illinois' game. Yeah, no, for sure. And I going into this game, maybe that was another reason why I was worried was knowing that Milton had a little bit of mobility in him. Um, and you pointed out the line of scrimmage uh, battle. That's where I would think I was the most surprised and how well our offensive line and defensive line were able to. Uh, I guess defensive line with the help of the linebackers, right? But we're yeah. able to control that line of scrimmage because that's one of the things against a normal Michigan team. You just kind of go, that's where the game's going to be won or lost. And we just dominated them. One of the friends I was watching with was like, we just look bigger and stronger than them. <laughs> and I was like, we do. And that that Doesn't shouldn't mean. happen. That shouldn't happen to Michigan. But we did in this game. And that was part of why I think it was it, – it, it was such a dominating result, um, but that was the kind of the most surprising, most impressive part to me outside, I guess, the defense and then, I mean, within that, the the line of scrimmage battle. Yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. Yeah, and I think the big, uh, kind of, to close out on the defense, but the biggest smack in the mouth or where they showed us that, that fourth and one goal line stand. Um, yeah. Where they were, you know, they're looking to get on the scoreboard. I think it was 28, it was like the 28 to nothing at that point. Yeah, um, or 20, 21 maybe. Was it 21? Yeah. So, yeah, you get that in, and then you kind of have a glimmer of hope. Uh, but going out forward, fourth and one, and stopping him there and just shutting that down, I thought that was – truly, I thought that part was the game because it just sucked the soul out of Michigan. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I was like, holy crap, this is, like, for real <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, do I want to talk about uh, Graham Mertz? Uh, the, I guess the Heisman can see on a bit of a pause, uh, obviously – Maybe we'll we'll still vote for him, right? With our, our oh yeah, no, he's but, he's still in the he's in the hunt. He's just not on the top. He's in the hunt. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we didn't know what to expect. Uh, well, first of all, I guess we didn't know if he was going to play. Uh, didn't know what to expect out of him if he was if he did play um, or when he did play. Uh, finished with I guess I'd say a pedestrian game. Um, although he didn't need to do much. Twelve for twenty two, one twenty seven, two touchdowns. Uh, but the thing I took away was, it, this might be lack of practice, uh, so I'm going to throw that out there, was a lot of the incompletions were just a little bit off from where the wide receiver was, and those were throws he was making in Illinois, in the Illinois game. Did you see that same uh, thing? Yeah, I saw, well, I saw a couple of those. Yeah, a couple of them were kind of off. A couple of them, the rhythm wasn't there. Uh, it's a very Wisconsin quarterback uh, <laughs> stat line. Yeah, twelve for twenty two hundred twenty seven yards and two touchdowns, but I and you know some of it to your point the lack of practice there were some catchable balls that weren't caught as well, um, and we'll talk about a couple of them, <laughs> uh, but yeah there was I, it definitely wasn't obviously wasn't the performance that he had against Illinois, uh, 
but some of those, but also some of those throws that he did the 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 touchdown to Ferguson. What yeah, a throw! Nice. Uh, again, to where no one else can get it, but Ferguson. They seem to have that chemistry going um, and going forward. And like you said, he didn't. They didn't really ask that much of him. Right. He had a couple deep shots that were that were kind of off, um, which disappointing to see. But you know, like I said, still in the hunt. Got those. Was able to control the game or manage the game and, and make the throws when they needed to on those uh, long second or third downs. Yeah, and didn't make any mistakes, right? There yeah. were a few plays where he kind of tucked it and ran uh, or, or kind of took a, a, a short sack uh, instead of, of forcing the ball in there. So I think that was that was encouraging. Uh, the, the two definitely not catches or fumbles uh, passes <laughs> to Danny Davis. Um, that was, I guess, I, I'm trying to think back to, it was either the fourth and goal where I was like, holy crap, we're actually going to blow out Michigan, or when the first Danny Davis fumble uh, got overturned, I was like, this type of thing is what happens when we blow up Michigan because <laughs> otherwise that stands and they get back in the game. Yeah. Uh, the second one I don't think was uh, a fumble, but he, he, the first one, if I was a Michigan fan, I'd be pretty upset about really? that one. I I, in real time, I thought the first one, I was like, there's no way there's a catch. I mean, yeah, I was like, there's no way there's a catch. Yeah. Um, so I guess I was, I was more worried they wouldn't overturn it. Because yeah. of, 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 they called it on the because the they called it on the field, but yeah, those were it was both it was weird that they're both Danny Davis. Weird that it was both kind of the same like bang bang call it fumble on yeah. the on the field and overturn it. But it, those are two balls that Danny Davis should be catching, right? And and you know and you know and having those for gains. So I don't know what was going on with them. There's a there's like two other catch there are two other balls that he he kind of. Did not catch. <laughs> yeah, he was he was targeted a lot. He only yeah. had one reception in the game for six yards. Huh. A lot of rushing plays. I think yeah. that was that's what was encouraging. I guess I, I don't know if encouraging is, is the right word. Yeah. Um, but they went back to him at least in the running game. Yeah. So it wasn't like the normal like oh you know you made a mistake or you know whatever or almost made a mistake. Thanks replay. Um, we're not. We're going to freeze you out or whatever. He was still involved in the offense and had some pretty nice end arounds to kind of open up that middle. Yeah, if you're Michigan, like you've you Harbaugh, you've played Wisconsin umpteenth numbers of times. You've seen the film. How are you not prepared for jet sweep? Yeah, no, I don't know. It, none of them broke it big, but they were all chunks. They were still. Chunks. They were all chunks, and they yeah, were. None. They just kept constantly running. How many jet sweeps do you think ran? I should have started counting because I stopped after three. But it was. I think I mean, there was one drive they did four in the drive. Danny Davis had Danny Davis had seven carries himself. <laughs> yeah, Dyke had one, so that's at least eight. Yeah, that's at least eight. Yeah, uh, Pryor had one. Let's say nine. Uh, Bracey had one. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Harbaugh, Marlo, um, yeah. how what did you think of his microphone under the face uh, under oh, the boy. mask look? Um, not a good look. <laughs> I texted out to a few friends. That's uh, what I thought it looked like. Can't say it on this pod because we're a family first podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, so we we called it. We started calling it. Uh, a face boner, but then we didn't, uh, yes, we didn't think that was accurate enough. So because what, whatever, I don't need to get into why. <laughs> so we ended up we ended up calling it face dong, face dong. 
yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I didn't, I didn't understand it. It was, it was quite weird. Yeah, it just looked like he had morning wood in his, in his, uh, in his face mask. It's not like it would stop the sound. Like it's a mask. Like the sound's gonna get. It was so weird that he chose to do that. So you had that on one hand, and you had Paul Crest who had taped his mask to his face. Yeah, on the other. I didn't notice that. God, it was hilarious. Just kind of anytime they showed the coaches, I was laughing. It was hilarious. Uh, I have a quick question for you. On uh, so McNamara comes in. Milton gets benched uh, in the third quarter. Uh, finishes the line 9-19. So McNair comes in, and he essentially has three throws, drives him down the field, and scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you worried? Why? No, because <laughs> I didn't think they could stop our offense. Yeah, okay. Um, I, was a, I was worried in, like, I had, like, a oh, maybe the defense isn't as good as I thought, and mm-hmm. then they didn't allow uh, any more points. Maybe they had a lot of field goal, whatever. It doesn't matter. So how does that, how does that happen? Because we've... Isn't that the like plan for Milton and now a different quarterback's in and he's doing something differently? Is it just was it just luck? Was it like why is the backup quarterback able to come in and just kind of sling it like that for one drive and then never do it again? <laughs> yeah, it, it uh, well especially on that drive, it seemed like once he got in, they opened it up and we were kind of on our heels trying to catch up. Um, from a X's and O's standpoint, right? And to be honest, like two of those throws yeah. were just on the money, and there's not much you could do from a defense, especially that touchdown pass. That was, that was, it was just impressively just dropped that one in. So, how does that happen? Yeah, it's a little bit of, um, you call it a little bit of luck, but a little bit of, uh, you know, a quarterback with different skill sets coming in that you didn't prepare for. Yeah. Um, so a you little. might get a, di- you might get some different, um, you might get different play calls that you didn't, again, didn't prep for um, right. that might look similar, but since there's a different quarterback, it's run in a different manner, right? Um, and that, that that could be it. Yeah, and he was just coming off the bench. You just didn't know what to expect, and he, they got, he got hot for that on drive. Yeah, that first one where uh, they hit that sideline kind of, I don't know if it was a wheel route or, or what, Milton had one of those too, so yeah. that was... But the, the touchdown pass was definitely not a throw Milton could have made. It was just interesting because I was like, I was a little worried for the defense. Like, oh man, now, like, is this exposing something in our defense? And yeah. then they were able to, you know, able to shut it down. So that was that was good. That was the last thing I had on the game. Uh, I guess, just should point out, we rushed for 341 yards against Michigan. <laughs> uh, a fullback had 71 yards against them. <laughs> <laughs> which, I guess, total fullback yardage was uh, 82 yards, which is... Relatively, our fullbacks outrushed their team. Let's just say, let's just go with that. They outrushed the team almost two to one. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, uh, Ferguson has as many touchdown catches uh, as the entire uh, Minnesota team. Nice. Uh, they've played four games. We've played two. Uh, shoot, I had two other fun. I can't. That's a good stat. Darn it. That's a great Darn stat. Uh, I stole it from somebody on Twitter. Nice. I think it was. Um, to never give away your sources. Uh, I know, but <laughs> but um, who did I steal that one from? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, if, if they're listening, they can be mad at me and uh, and come back to me. So, so next week, Marlo. That's yeah. it. Anything else on the mission game? Let's just take another moment to savor how sweet yeah. it was. Super sweet. It was oh. glorious. All right. Looking ahead to next week, Marlo, we got a battle of the unbeaten's. We travel to Northwestern. No. 
and face a 4-0 Northwestern team. Of course, just when we're feeling good about ourselves, we have to go to Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. Let's think about that. The game, this game was supposed this year. Northwestern was supposed to be the game at Wrigley. Um, oh, was it? Yeah. So let's just RIP that for a second. But also, I guess my question, I had a question for you. Do you believe is the atmosphere in Evanston this year better than it will be any other year without any fans, as opposed to the fans that are there that don't care? You're actually used to playing without fans, or with, <laughs> yeah. with a relatively uh, low atmosphere. Uh, it's probably less jarring, um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, I was yeah because you're because they played a couple games at least in this game. Uh, so in the first game against Illinois, there were no fans allowed, right? In this game, there was at least uh, they allowed um, family, and friends. Fr- family or friends or whatever. There yeah. was there was it was like a high school game. They had them on like a different sides of the on each yeah. side of the sideline. There was maybe what a couple hundred, two hundred people. Yeah, probably probably not even that. So there were there were some fans there, and maybe I, maybe there'll be that next uh, next week as well. Uh, it, it'll probably feel the same. Yeah, I mean the grass is still long. <sighs> the grass probably. is still long. Yeah, do so. It's but a two thirty. It's I, not I, eleven o'clock. So there's that. It is. It's two thirty. That's a bonus. Um, I do. Th- I I do think it will be less jarring, and I think it will be easier to not get let down by the atmosphere. I do think there's some truth to that. I I meant to go back and be like, is our track record at Northwestern really as bad as it feels? <laughs> and then I was I was afraid to look it up. Yeah. On the off chance that it's worse, and then it would validate like my concern <laughs> about <laughs> about going to Northwestern. So I'm just gonna live in my uh, just assuming that it's bad, and uh, <laughs> going with that instead of uh, out of fear of being validated that it is really bad. It might have just been like one or two really bad results as opposed to what actually ends up. Yeah. And I, anyway, yeah, I think uh, down we- to Northwestern. I think we just had one bad experience there. Maybe it was just one. I feel like we had a couple good. I think we had a couple, like, had a couple. good teams yeah. that were like that went in there and like ruined the season. There. Yeah, I want to say that. That's my. Take. I remember once. This is a my 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 most ridiculous memory. Marlo um, actually isn't a football one. It's when we went down for the basketball games when we yeah. played Northwestern in like January. Yep. I remember we were walking up to the stadium and we had a case of Bush Light. Nice. That sounds and like we us. were like, we're not going to be able to drink all this. So we hid it in the snow somewhere. Nice. We're so, st- <laughs> we we're so intelligent. And hit, I don't remember if we got it back or not, but <laughs> I, I, I remember being like, we are so smart. We're going to hide this in the snow, and we're going to get it later. Um, maybe we did. I don't know. We probably watched that basketball game, too, because that's what, you know, <laughs> similar, similar thing with that. Anyway. <laughs> we play Northwestern. Uh, my big concern for this, aside from just the voodoo or whatever, is Northwestern's defense seems pretty good. They're giving up a Big Ten second best. Wisconsin has the best, but we've only played two games, so I don't know how much to read into that. Uh, so let's say uh, Big Ten second best, 300 yards. Uh, they Their offense seems to do just enough to win with their defense. And... I can just see that kind of grinded out game going a little bit against us, and that's what has me concerned for this matchup. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, every time Northwestern, I never 
I don't know why I never take them serious. Every even when they're decent. Uh, this is the best they've been since '96. I think. Yeah, the best like, start since '96. Like Darno Autry years. Fitzpatrick. And it was, they keep saying Fitzpatrick got things turned around. I feel like they say that every other year with Northwestern. Fitzpatrick's gotten this thing turned around. Um, I mean, he does. He's he's had it turned around. They've been they've been good, right? And that's like what you can expect. You, you that's what, all you should expect out of a Northwestern head coach is that they put out a good team every year, right? Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be it, it's going to be a closer game than the last two. Um, I think that's just. I mean, and that's just how North. That's how we play Northwestern. No matter right. No matter what type of team we have and type of team they have. Um, so I. It, I guess the big thing is, you know, where, what is it, what is it going to come down to? And Mertz has the ball in the third and fourth quarter, and we you know we need to make plays because we need to make plays to stay in the game, or get back into the game, or take the lead, or you know, keep the keep keep their offense off the field, right? A little bit more pressure uh, on this team in the, in the later quarters, and how they're going to react yeah, to that. Yeah. No, I totally totally agree. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Northwestern's wins. They crushed Maryland forty three to three, which almost seems like an anomaly at this point. Yeah, uh, they beat Iowa by one twenty one twenty, Nebraska twenty one thirteen, Purdue twenty seven twenty. So a lot of again a lot of close victories. They just keep it close. They let their defense their defense controls the game. Their offense does enough. Uh, but I mean, looking at those teams they played, I mean that seems like Little Tua wasn't ready yet. Uh, when I look at that uh, Maryland game, yeah. other than that, it's not a lot of great, not a lot of great offenses, and we're bringing a pretty darn good offense in there, uh, combined with a, re- a really good defense. Uh, I like our chances, but it's freaky Northwestern. Um, yeah, and you're. I'm looking at the at the history now. Your your fears are they are confirmed. They're validated. They are very quick. validated. Going back to 2003. At their loss, seven to sixteen, two thousand five lost forty eight to fifty one. I remember that. I was there. That was sucked. Lost two thousand nine thirty one thirty three. Another close high scoring game. Lost fourteen to twenty two thousand four. That might have been the beginning of I forget. And then twenty eighteen lost seventeen thirty one. So the only win, <laughs> I think, it was the one we went to. Yeah, we won. We won one there. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that's good. That was a nice day too. It was a beautiful day, twenty eighteen. That's not right. Twenty one seven. Yeah. Boom. Good times. You could go places. I remember well. Yeah. All right. Next week at Northwestern, two thirty on ABC. Yeah, ABC. Now, now this isn't telling me uh, on ABC. Um, early line out. Badgers by seven. Ooh. Early line nice. out. Badgers by seven. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to other NSA football. Not a great week, Marlo. That might have been because I was hanging Christmas lights instead of paying too much of attention, but I just think it wasn't that close a week. Let's start out by laughing at Minnesota. <laughs> uh, they get PJ. trounced by Iowa. It was really interesting, Marlo. I went into this game, and I, I honestly didn't know who I was going to root for because I dislike both of these teams, right? I want both of these teams to lose all of the time. But they're playing each other, so somebody has to win. And I was surprised by how quickly... I was rooting for Iowa and against Minnesota. <laughs> it took one shot at PJ Fleck, and I was like, "I'm out, <laughs> go Iowa." Uh, although Kirk Friends isn't too fun to root for either, but uh, they get absolutely annihilated. Uh, Minnesota does, and 
I don't know. Do you want to get into Minnesota a little bit, Marlo? Sure. Let's get into Minnesota. A little bit. Got to put a little bit of worry on what this program is doing. Because obviously last year they had their big, we're going to win the West. Oh, excuse me. No, you're not. <laughs> um, and, you know, I you get some puffy Minnesota fans there a little bit, I think, Marlo, um, in, even in uh, Madison area. But... They thought that the, they were they had this all turned around. The sh, you know the boat as they call it, mm-hmm. it was was right righted, and they were going to go. And now they're sitting at one and three. Uh, it looks like they took a quarterback who I thought was going to be like a well, wait, let's say top half of the draft quarterback. Yeah. In uh, uh, I forget just I just blanked on his name. Tanner Tanner something. Tanner Morgan, there we go, uh, who I thought was going to be a first half of the draft guy, and he looks terrible. Their offense looks terrible, and that was supposed to be what was good on this team. The defense was supposed to be bad, and yeah. it's, it is, but the offense was supposed to be able to hang enough points that they were competitive, and they have not been competitive. In not at all. Most of the and you could tell. I mean, he lost, he, you know, he lost two NFL receivers um, from last season. And you know that it's hard to replace, and obviously they're not they're not able to. But it just doesn't. It's night and day. They had it. It's night and day from what you know their offense was last season. And yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. And then towards the end of that game, <laughs> uh, did you yeah. see the the timeout the timeout off at the end? Did you see about that? No. Uh, no. Tell me about. So it. yeah, obviously <laughs> Minnesota was getting beat. PJ calls a timeout with like seconds left in the game. Um, and so Kurt was like, all right, F you. And then he used all three of his timeouts, the last couple plays of the game, uh, to, to extend that excruciating loss. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Minnesota did score with 14 seconds left in the game. So they, I guess they used those timeouts wisely to get those seven points on the board, winning 35 to seven instead of 35 to zero. God. And uh, well, we'll talk about it in a, in a little bit yeah. about a little bit more more about Minnesota there. Yeah. Um, I guess other stuff. Six games, six ranked teams were canceled. There were more uh, games canceled. Uh, Alabama, LSU, probably the well, actually, well, Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State, uh, Maryland, the two, two probably most prominent, uh, at least to our podcast, that were uh, posted. I think those were both canceled. Maryland, yeah, our games are always Maryland. Canceled. Ohio State was for sure canceled. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I think that, LSU. The Alabama SEC was... has this weird idea since they have one open schedule, one open date that they're going to be able to reschedule games. They fit them, they'll fit them all. Yeah, in. what they didn't take into account is like, well, well what happens if a, a, te- <laughs> a team has multiple games or or not? So yeah, it's they need to... it's starting to become a cluster. This season has gotten further than I ever thought it would. I, our so, season was almost derailed, but it's starting to look like what I thought it was going to look like after a couple weeks. I remember I, I thought about this, and I just like there. I had like a flashback to the schedule the Big Ten released yeah. when they had the ten game schedule, the one that made sense before they canceled this season. Yeah, and it was like, look, we have these two built in buy game, buys for everybody, and then there's an open week at the end. So essentially, there's three makeup weeks, and it was like, wow. What a, that makes so much freaking sense <laughs> as we sit here now, and they backed off that, and it's so frustrating because that was like, it, like in the moment it was a good idea, and in hindsight it's an even better idea, and 
oh, it's so frustrating because now we're sitting here, obviously as a team who has had two games canceled. Yeah, we can't have any it's more. So frustrating. That that's and we we'll, can't have any more. That's for sure. Uh, so th- I maybe that took a little bit of sting out of the weekend. Those games being canceled, uh, but. Other than that, it was just mainly kind of sitting around waiting for upsets to happen, mm. hoping that, that some unranked team would make a game of it with a ranked team. And I guess outside of the two teams who are back, USC and Miami, both back. And by back, I mean winning very, very slightly over what should be inferior opponents. <laughs> um, there was no real competitive upset game. No, there wasn't. There, yeah, there wasn't. But there was, uh, I think... I don't know. I thought it was hilarious, and I wanted to ask you, Casey, what you think was funnier. Um, yep. What is funnier, a Kurt, <laughs> a Frank, a, a Franklin-led Penn State team starting off zero and four, or a Nebraska team that gets their first win because Frost finally figured out that he needed to go away from that court <laughs> from his quarterback from a quarterback named Martinez. from a quarterback named Martinez and put someone else in. Uh, I think that. Franklin going 0 4 is funnier because uh, Nebraska tried everything they could to give away that game. They were up what, what is it like twenty four to three or something, and they all they should have lost. They yeah, could have lost. Easily should lost. should might be strong, yeah. but they they could have they could have lost that game, and it, that would have been so Nebraska to give that away. I was explaining to somebody on during the Badger game the uh, game we played last week, yeah. and I had totally forgot my arguments because I got all jangled <laughs> because Michigan got crushed. Penn State lost and uh, Nebraska won, obviously over Penn State. But like, I wasn't thrilled with uh, Nebraska's performance, and I was like, I don't know, I don't remember who I said I would extend. I don't like any of these coaches anymore. <laughs> Fire them all. I don't know. Uh, but I totally, I totally forgot that. Um, Penn State took way too long to go to their backup quarterback. Uh, Clifford is not the answer. Um, that's what I got out of that game. That game was so weird. And it was just like I was watching that game, and just the, that game was funny, just in the sense. Oh, like, the game was hilarious to watch. These teams are ridiculous. Yeah, does and uh, neither of them want like Penn State didn't want to win the first three quarters of the game. Nebraska didn't want to win the last quarter, and then they ended up winning because <laughs> Penn State just wasn't good enough to come back. It was such a weird game. Uh, but yeah, Franklin Owen Owen five now. Owen four is, is it? Owen four. Owen four. God. I still don't think you fire him. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They just need a quarterback. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean th- that's easy to say, right? You just if you just get a quarterback. Well, that's supposed to be his thing. Like he's like this big recruiter. He's been recruiting great classes for the last yeah. couple of years. And that's why he's going to compete. And I said they're own four. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm a little. I don't. Know, should I be? I, I. McCaffrey obviously looked much better than. Uh, the Martinez. Oh yeah. Um, I, so I, guess, the, I, I just I want to know what Frost was worried about. What we've Nebraska? seen in Martinez this whole time, like that, that someone couldn't beat him out. Like it's clear that McCaffrey is better. Like clearly. Yeah. So. So I think the at the, at the end of their offense improves marginally. Their defense is still terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. Black shirts are back. They got defensive touchdowns. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Black shirts are. Back. <laughs> All right, looking ahead to next week, Marlon. Some, I mean, the big, the highlight is we talked about one of them. It's the Big Ten games. Uh, it's Wisconsin Northwestern. 
uh, and it's Ohio State, Indiana. <laughs> somehow that's a top 10 matchup. <laughs> I mean, it's not somehow. I shouldn't laugh. Indiana is. Are they for real? This is the Indiana are they for real game? Good. This is a for sure are they for real game. Uh, although, did they beat Penn State? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> if you think back to that and how bad we think Penn State is, they like literally were a probably failed two point conversion that was counted as a as a um, uh, a two point conversion away from losing that game. So uh, we'll see. Ohio State. I wish we could have got to see Ohio State play Maryland, uh, just because. What is this highlight where this offensive lineman is running a kickoff back on the Packers? What is happening? That was from like years ago. It was hilarious. That's 2010. Yeah. Oh my god! I just with just Packers special teams. <laughs> uh, all right, next week. Uh, so Ohio State Indiana is is that the? Oh shoot! I didn't even like. Is that the night game? No, it's big noon. That's the big it's noon. What big, a big noon game! Big what noon. The hell is? What is the night game? They should, should Oh, it's the it's the Big Twelve game. Okay, uh, and then Wisconsin Northwestern. We already talked about that. I just I'm just happy that the national embarrassment that is Minnesota football is on Friday night again. <laughs> uh, I think it's becoming a tradition to just watch Minnesota get pummeled on Friday night. They play Purdue uh, this Friday. It wouldn't that just be fun, Marlo, if they just play every Friday night and just get their ass? Oh, it's just like, it'd be such a great start to the football weekend every weekend. Ah. Oh. I'm I'm holding holding out hope for that. No idea how good Purdue is. Uh, lost a tight game to Northwestern. One a couple of others. They might be okay. I know Minnesota's not, so <laughs> that's, that's gonna be pretty good for Purdue. Uh, good chances for Purdue, and I'm excited to start my weekend out that way. And then the uh, I guess the main game, the 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 primetime game, which Bedlam. Uh, I, is that what they yeah, call it? Bedlam. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, yeah. Bedlam. Uh, I guess this is is this now again back for Ohio, uh, Oklahoma. Ohio Oklahoma to a- actually maybe win this ridiculous Big Twelve. I guess yeah, the Big Twelve is yeah the Big Twelve sloppy Thursday. Yeah, Oklahoma, I mean the winner of this game is going to have the the inside path, yeah the so inside so. path. But yeah, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's back on top. It'd be good. Yeah, they're yeah they've uh, Texas. What does Texas have? Texas is four and two. They lost two. So Texas already lost two. Uh, Oklahoma's lost to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, so inside path, uh, it's a mess. But Oklahoma, I say that they're a, a changed team, but they've definitely looked better. They've, after dropping two of their first three, they've won three in a row. Have looked like the team, at least the offense that they thought we thought they would be. Could be a good one. I still don't know how good Oklahoma State is, but it, it would be good to see Oklahoma be back. Uh, other than that, Marlo, I see a Pac-12 game after dark. Uh, US, well, there's two, but the one I'm going to be watching, USC, Utah. Excited for it because USC, I don't know how good they are, but they barely beat everybody. Yeah, so, at least so yeah, just tune in the last like five minutes of the fourth quarter uh, just to see if USC can find a ridiculous way to drive down the field and get a touchdown <laughs> to win the game. And then they might, and they might, because... Utah had a game canceled, so I really haven't seen them either. So I like next week's slate better than this week's, at least. And Wisconsin doesn't play at night, so I get a little bit of a. I don't have to stress out all day. All day, just, during, just in the morning. Just that, yeah, just during that big noon game. Yeah, I like it. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. They got ranked versus ranked. It'll be good to see uh, the Ohio State Indiana game to start the day. 
Just, I'm just curious. I don't think Indiana has a chance. I'm just curious of how much of a fight they'll put up. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't think I don't think it will be much. I'm trying to look up what the spread is just to see if I can give you an idea, Marla, of what that looks like. It is a big noon. I love the big noon game. Uh, it is a ooh mm, a, a slim twenty twenty half point. Jeez, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't think it would be that, That'd be I that big. It, I thought it'd be it's. I might take that. At Ohio State. Should I take it's that? It's at Ohio State. Are they just trying it's to entice Ohio people? State. I might take it. 22? I would have th- That's big. I would have thought like 14 and a half. Yeah. 14 and a half. A little bit over two touchdowns. That makes sense to me. Uh, 20 and a half is big. Baby Ohio State is just that good. And if they are, that sucks. But that's where the world we live in. Uh, other college, I guess, Badger stuff, Marlo. Yeah. We had a really weird red-white scrimmage. Uh, I alerted you to yeah. it. It popped up on my Twitter I tuned in, and then as soon as I alerted you to it, it was over. Pretty much. And I don't know what happened. Pretty much. I don't know. How much did you get to watch? I just saw a little bit of basketball. It was mostly about guard talking about stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I found myself already being like, what are you, who are you passing to? Um, so I was in <laughs> mid-season form already, which is good yeah. to know that, that that spark is still in there. Um, All right. But, the fire still yeah, there. Yeah, the fire is still there. But, yeah, I didn't, we didn't get to see much Excel basketball. Um yeah, playing there. Yeah, I probably saw about five minutes of of basketball being played. Um, I, I I was just kind of, I thought I was just watching kind of a warm up and like we were getting into it, and I was going to kind of analyze it a little bit more later. I was letting you know, I was letting other people know, like, hey, look, this is happening, go online, and then it just ended all like out of nowhere, and like Matt LaPay didn't think it was going to end, and then it was <laughs> over. It was very strange. Yeah, it was strange why they. I don't know. Yeah, why they. Why they stream that for that reason? I don't know, but yeah, because um, for a, for a moment I had a thought like somebody got hurt mm, and that's why they stopped mm-hmm. because I, I missed where it immediate where it ended uh, and I had to go back and, and see it. But I had a moment where I was like, oh my god, did something terrible happen? I know they just they just ended it. It was really weird. Uh, other than that, uh, hockey season has started, Marlo. Uh, I put my hockey sweater on to watch the the Badger uh, football games, so I was you know in in season for that. Uh, start with a sweep of Notre Dame uh, to start the season. I think they went two zero and five three nice. or five two, so two big wins over Notre Dame. A good start uh, to the hockey season for the Badger hockey team. That is it for on the campuses, Marlo. All right, move on to the pros. yeah. Let's bring it on NFL. Uh, NFL. Yeah, so we'll start yeah. with your Packers. They actually played. They actually played today. Packers actually played today uh, with a 24-20 win over the hapless Jaguars, who were starting a rookie quarterback who I'd never heard of before. Uh, not a great, a great. Your boy Mike Glennon did not get the start. Oh dang! Too hurtful, too bad, hurtful. Mike. What happened to Minshew? So, he died. I'm. Uh, I think he broke something. Because oh. uh, I was gonna make a joke about how oh that's enough to get him out or something because he's tough. Yeah. Um, it, the joke didn't really ever formulate, and but no, he he is injured, which kind of stinks. Um, and going into this game, this I looked at this game and I was like, well, Jacksonville doesn't want to win, right? Because they don't have a quarterback. Uh, clearly, they would rather just go one in fifteen, but that's not how football works. And uh, you know, the players get out there and they compete. So I ask you this, Marlo, did you watch you watch this game? A little bit, yeah. Okay, is this a Bad or an ugly win? Oh, there are so, no bad wins. It was just an ugly win. A, 
A bit, well, a bad win is Packers aren't really that good, and they squeak by. An ugly win is like they're a good team that found a way to win, even though circumstances were against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still, I'll still even with that definition, I'll go with an ugly win. Um, you know, like any time, any time you have Aaron Rodgers back there, you can obviously op- you can find a way to to generate some offense. Um, it's mm-hmm. always. You know, even even in his bad games, there's the two or three drives or two or three throws that will kind of, that will get you get your points on the board um, to be able to sustain bad play on either side of the ball. Uh, and I think that was kind of that was kind of the case here. I'm sure it was frustrating for you to see yeah. that some drives kind of end where they were, or have actually Jacksonville not be able to stop Jacksonville at times. Um, but at the same time, yeah. you come away with the win. I think it was clear that the Packers were. I mean, I watched it. I didn't. I don't know. I'm sure you were different. You have a little more into it, but I watched it, and it was like I, at no point did I ever think like, "Oh, Jacksonville might actually pull this off." Oh, I, I had a little bit of of worry when uh, I think when it was 17-17 once they scored the touchdown. I I would was hard pressed to think Jacksonville would come back and score in the last drive. Although it did take a pass rush finally showing up in the last drive of the game. Uh, to to secure it, so uh, I I'm in hindsight acting a little more secure than I probably mm-hmm. was, um, but I I'm, I want to say it's an ugly win because that makes me feel better about how the <laughs> game went. I think it was just the pa- this feels like a game where the Packers looked at this and went they're a one in seventeen, we're six and two, we're a better team, and they just didn't take them to. St- too serious, and that, I think that can happen in the NFL. Uh, they were with the Packers were without both starting cornerbacks, so their defense was very, very vanilla today. Uh, they just protected the cornerbacks, which against a rookie quarterback, I don't know how much you needed to do that. Uh, but they definitely took a um, a safe approach. You got you're going to have to beat us a different way, and, and Jacksonville almost did. And the Packers overcame some big mistakes. Uh, Rodgers had a really bad interception. Interception that you don't see him throw often. He just, I don't know if the timing was off or he just underthrew the wide receiver on the route, but it was, they were in plus territory. Gave the ball back to Jacksonville. Devontae Adams had an absolutely terrible fumble. He ran a uh, slant route, caught the ball, beat the defender, was switching hands, uh, the uh, carrying hands, and had the ball punched out. Just an you can't make that mistake. You need to secure the ball, and they gave a punt return. And these were so in the game. I these things all happened, and I and it was like seventeen seventeen, and I was like, this is how you lose these stupid games because these crappy teams. <laughs> like these, all these things go against you uh, that that normally don't, or or you know, at least not in this uh, order uh, or, or, or consecutively yeah. um, to to be able to overcome and. The Packers were able to overcome it, I guess. Again, I don't want to give them too much credit because Jacksonville was one in seven or one in six or whatever right. they were. Uh, and I, I talked about the defense being kind of in vanilla, and it was just so frustrating that they just at times couldn't get stops. The run defense is so poor, but I just keep going back to like they literally had two high safeties the entire game. They never brought safeties up into the box, or almost never. Uh, and they just were like, we're not going to let you beat us deep because our cornerbacks are our third and fourth quarterbacks on this roster. Uh, so they played it really safe and ended up getting getting the victory. So I've talked to myself. We knew it being an ugly win, Marlo. Uh, they sit tied atop the NFC, uh, so you can't complain too much. I wish this one would have been more comfortable. I'm just 
Happy that Jimmy Johnson lost his bet where he picked the Packers to win by 14 points. <laughs> so take that, Jimmy Johnson, uh, as I watch the pregame. Next week, Packers have the Colts. Um, so I got to root against Jonathan Taylor. I watched the Colts on Thursday night. Did you watch that game at all, Marlo? It, it sucked. No, I didn't. As a Jonathan Taylor ta- fan, it sucks because they just don't give him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like He had that awesome highlight where he like where he ran over the defensive back. I'm sure yes. you've seen the highlight. It was awesome. Yeah. He destroyed him. And that might have been the last time he touched the ball that game because they just don't give him the ball. They give it to Hines or Nines or whatever the heck his name is, which is cute. But it's like you have you spend a second round pick on this guy. He's really really good. Give him the ball, and they just don't do it. And it's so frustrating. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna hope they continue to do that because <laughs> <laughs> next week because I don't want him to run all over the Packers like I think he would be able to. But uh, so they're at the Colts. I think we're a one point favorite. The Colts are a weird team. Um, they've had some bad losses, but they've gritted out a lot of good wins. Uh, it basically comes down to Phillip Rivers. If Phillip Rivers is okay, they can win. But a lot of times he turns into bad Phillip Rivers. And we see a lot of that. And if the Packers can make can be fat, bad Phillip Rivers, then we got an easy chance to win this game. Yeah, which Phil are you going to get? That's yeah, that's interesting. I don't know what the stats department, but I'm sure there's not. I'm sure there's a stat out there about if you give up an interception, a fumble, and a punt return for a touchdown, not yeah. too many teams Your win that game. Yeah, that's which is win that game. So that's why I'll go with an ugly win. I mean, even even with all yeah. those, you're able to pull that out. Um, watching having going into next week, the Colts. What yeah, which fill are you gonna get? Are they going to give the ball to? Are they going to give the ball to Taylor? Probably not, because they're going to continue this trend, which makes no sense. Yeah, really which makes no sense. <laughs> but you know, who knows? So we'll see. I don't know. I feel like the Colts are a team that it it just really does go. Like this is. I mean, it's Phil. It's like Philip Rivers' last you know few years. It's whatever. Even when it's at San Diego, it's you never know. You always feel like they're a good team, but then they can be bad. And they're like they're either, and it's never like a gray area. It's just they're good, and then they're bad. <laughs> they're not just okay, and that's different yeah, week to week. No, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we catch them on the right week next week. Yep. Uh, your Bears didn't play them today, Marlo. They play tomorrow night. They play against the uh, maybe resurgent Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. How are you feeling about this game? Well, I'm sorry, America, that this has to be the only game on for Monday night. Um, and this is what you're going to sit through because it's football and it is on Monday. You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. I mean, Minnesota's out here. Cook is running all over everybody. I, my only solace is that, uh, is that Kirk Cousins has a history of not playing well on Monday night and literally giving, yep. the, giving the game away. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. That's what, that's what I'm going to rest on as these, uh, uh, for this Monday night game. But how I'm feeling about it, not good. We're you know sitting in a, a, a position where we have to use Nick Foles. And yeah. this isn't, it's not going, I mean, it's going about where I expected it to go, <laughs> which is not good. Okay. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I th- looking at this game from a defensive standpoint for your Bears, yeah. you know, you got to think they're a good enough defense to take away the run game, make Kirk Cousins beat you. Uh, but then, so I feel good about that, right? If I'm a Bears yeah. fan, but then I just look on the other side of the f- football, and I'm I just don't know what the hell you're getting. Montgomery's out so. for concussions, so I don't even know who's going to be I, running back. Yeah, 
oh, it's tough. <laughs> when do you get? When do you get? I just, I think the Bears sh- should win this game. I just don't know how they will. Does that make sense? Like, I look at it and I'm like, Minnesota's not that good, and the Bears should stop their offense. But I don't know how you score any points. Right. Exactly. And that's what it'll probably be. It'll probably be another low-scoring game. Uh, where we can't, where it'll be Minnesota like sixteen, win sixteen to six, something stupid. Um, it'll be like the Bears Titans first half where the punters were. The, yeah, exactly. Were the highlight yeah. of the game MVP. MVPs punters. Um, all right. Well, good luck tomorrow, Marlo, to your Bears. Um, next week you got to buy, so you got to you know leave it all out there. Leave it all out there. Uh, other NFL today, Marlo. A uh, couple. I mean, a crazy ending in Arizona. They're calling it the Hail Murray, or I heard the Murray Miracle. Um, Josh Allen drives the Bills down, takes the lead with like 35, 40 seconds left, something like that. Um, and then Murray's able to get a, a bizarre, I was going to say bizarre, bizarre, an absolutely amazing uh, kind of scrambling, heaves it to the end zone. Hopkins goes up among three defenders, brings it down. An absolutely crazy ending. Yeah, dude, it was wild. What what is it with Arizona, like that that stadium and just crazy endings? Yeah. Uh, just seems seems to find itself there. But yeah, when when um, when Allen hit that touchdown, I was like, all right, this is over. I forget how long they gave him, but it was on it was like under fifty seconds, right? With yeah, I thought I thought it was like forty. Yeah, it was in the forties. Um, and to get into position to be able to one throw, which wasn't like it wasn't like a true hail mary, right? Like it was kind of a I don't know. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't like a true jump ball. I thought more of a line drive that. Um, yeah. What's his? Who was who caught the ball? Hopkins, Hopkins was able to go up and get. But nevertheless, I think I don't know if you saw. Did you see Hopkins talk about it post game? I did. It was. Hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. I don't. I don't remember the exact. Yeah, quote, but, but he's like, there's like a term in basketball that's called getting dunked on. Um, <laughs> that's what I did to them. It was a well. It was a well defended, but I just got up and did it better. Um, so very humble about the whole experience. Yeah, uh, but it was a hell. It was a hell of a catch, and it's going to be. It, it you know it's up there for catch of the year right now. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So watching this game, it was. I wanted. I was interested in this game. I had both this and the Rams Seahawks game, but I was tuned into this one a little bit more uh, because of the young quarterbacks, Allen and, and Murray, and just kind of. Combine them with the rookie quarterbacks that are, that are out there. There's just a lot of so in this game. I guess before I go to the general sense, like you could tell. So they're they're very talented. They both obviously had essentially game winning drives. I don't want to take anything away from Josh Allen. He wasn't out there playing defense on that last drive. He drove his team down to win. They showed such promise. They also both made absolutely horrendous mistakes <laughs> in this game that also cost their teams games, throwing interceptions late in the fourth quarter. Uh, so it made me think, like, look at all this upside, but also they're young quarterbacks and can make mistakes. Uh, so this game had both of the both sides of that coin. Uh, but then looking around the league, you got these guys. You had uh, Tua and um, Herbert playing. Uh, you have Joe Burrow out there. A lot of really fun young quarterbacks out there. And it's just what's I think makes it really interesting is they're on weird teams. <laughs> Like they're not on like the Cowboys or the Packers or the you yeah. know you know kind of your your stalwart. It sounds condescending, I guess, but they're not. You're not on your like stalwart franchises, right? They're not on 
I guess you could say Daniel Jones and the Giants. But it's like Arizona, Miami, the Bills. It's like, I don't know, team franchises that have been, I don't want to say cast aside, but you, do you know what I'm saying? I get what you're trying to say. Like, I, I get the sentiment where you're trying to go. They're not they're not like the the stalwart franchises as you think of them the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. right uh, they're they're these franchises that have had, not had success in twenty years and they finally have fun young quarterbacks and it's really fun and it'll be really fun if all of a sudden in five years those are the teams that are are, are going on kind of the the runs and the dynasties and and continual playoff successes. It's interesting. Maybe we're seeing a shift to those teams. I don't know. It's fun. It is fun, and it, it will be interesting. I thought I had that thought, especially with the um, with the Miami uh, the Miami Chargers game. Uh, that yeah, that same thought with the, with the young quarterbacks, and they it, you know it's kind of a testament to where the league is at right now. They're gonna if they draft them, they're gonna put them in. Although a couple of them yeah. had, or I mean the. The Chargers, it was because of the injury, but it was probably coming, right? Uh, but yeah. yeah, Chargers was an injury. Uh, Tua, t- it took a couple starts, but that also might have been health related. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, and it's good to see them get out and have some early success. Um, and, you know, and really run out there. Like Kyle Murray is probably the most electric, fun, at least fun, most fun quarterback to watch right now um, in, the, you know, in the NFL with his small stature, big arm. Um. Yeah, he gets out there and slings. Yeah, so it's wild, and I'll agree with that. So, hopefully, that's something for young to come, and we could say, you know, this was part of the the start of a resurgence in the in a quarterback of the NFL. Yeah, it'd be fun. And like, like I, there's a chance we're looking at this. Like, what was it? The '83 draft, where it was like '84 mm-hmm. draft, where it was like Marino, Montana. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelly and stuff like maybe maybe we're looking back at this draft or this the last year or two as being similar to that. Um, all right, fun fun quarterbacks. Uh, not fun was cheering for Russell Wilson today. Uh, the Rams really contained him, uh, and, and the defense dominated that game to a win and I and tightened up that NFC NFC West. Uh, there, not a good fantasy. Uh, I thought day I was going to have more to say. Not a good day. Not. No, no, not uh, as somebody who has his hopes pinned on him in our league. Uh, not a fun day. Uh, I thought I had more to say on that, but the thing coming out of it. So I, the Rams are good, obviously, but uh, we thought the Seahawks were were really good and like com, uh, contenders, but their defense is so bad, and I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know if they that gets that gets fixed. Yeah, I could the thing about having a bad defense, it's really Ooh. hard to, yeah. <laughs> that was a good hit, right? Um it was really it's really hard to try to outscore someone when your defense can't stop anybody. Um right. and then and the pressure that like the pressure that keeps building as the season goes on to be able to have to do that game in and game out, um, is it has to be tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like it's William Wilson. I think he he had he has ten uh, ten interceptions the last three games, yeah. something like that. I know four games. You said at least, good. yeah, three and three have come in the red zone. Not good. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, all right, that is our trip around the NFL. Currently, New England's beating Baltimore. I'm frustrated because I put a lot of uh, confidence points on Baltimore. And in the back of my head, I said, you know what? Maybe New England has a little plucky, you know, Bill Belichick's smartest guy in the room game. 
And I said, nah, 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 nah. And I put 11 points on Baltimore. So not feeling good about that. Um, all right, looking at the next week, Marlo. Thursday night, a good one. Two of the teams we just talked yeah. about. And probably the two most fun quarterbacks. Uh, Arizona playing. Uh, Kyler Murray's Arizona playing. Russell Wilson's Seattle. They're calling this the great, battle great of the uh, the battle of the not true height on on your driver's license game. Nice, that rolls off yeah. the tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see the commercials now. <laughs> the commercials now. Uh, it should be. Uh, I get, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Um, I've liked watching Seattle just because they're always in crazy games, and Arizona has been a lot of fun to watch. So a great Thursday night game. Uh, Sunday night, we got a matchup of the, I guess, maybe the upset of the year uh, with uh, Kansas City traveling to Las Vegas uh, to face the Raiders. The Raiders, obviously, the only team who thus far this season has beaten Kansas City. I expect a um, Kansas City to make a point and win this game by a lot. Yeah, they're coming off a bye week. They got some things cooked up. I'm seeing Mahomes throw for like five touchdowns. Uh, Something silly, and then a nasty, just a, a yeah, nasty Las Las Vegas just sitting there stunned. Although they looked really good they today did. against well against uh, the Broncos, who mm, don't know how good the Broncos are, but the answer uh, is not they good. Won by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my analysis. They won by a lot. Uh, on that one, uh, Monday night another good one. Uh, the Rams against Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, it will be. I'm really interested to see how Tampa Bay performs in this one because I think the Rams' defense is really good, uh, and I'm interested to see how Tom Brady does against good defenses because he did really bad against the Saints. Defense. <laughs> uh, two weeks uh, or a week ago, excuse me, and was fine against the, the Panthers today, uh, but I think the Rams will present a a very good. Um, opponent for a very good defense for him to, to play against and it will be interesting to see because the one thing against Tom Brady right is that they always say like um, you got to pressure up the middle well the Rams have the best player to pressure somebody up the middle in Aaron Donald so if he can disrupt there's a chance he could disrupt that whole offense and that I kind of want to watch that <laughs> to be honest and that's what I'm hoping you just happen. want Tom Brady you're like just hoping Tom Brady get destroyed up the middle I am because uh, I want them to continue to look bad so I can feel better about how they destroyed the pack. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Bears, we talked about how to buy. Anything else jump out to you on the schedule, Marlo? Um, not, a, not a particularly good, great slate. You got Tennessee, Baltimore. Uh, might be a, might yeah. be a good one. Baltimore is currently losing as we, uh, as we record here. Other than that, no man, um, we already talked about yeah. The, the prime time games are good. Nothing else, really, really nothing else. There's a there's a good chance Atlanta New Orleans is interesting. Ooh um, yeah, probably. Especially since maybe Jameis Winston will be quarterbacking <laughs> for uh, New Orleans as uh, Drew Brees is undergoing an MRI on his ribs. Apparently. Yeah. Didn't 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 so, finish off the game. James James Winston had to come in and finish the game today. Uh, and people forget he had eye surgery and now can see. So ooh, that's uh, you know will the I think people are starting to ask already. Will Drew Brees earn his job back? Or is, <laughs> it, is it James Winston time? The James Winston Aaron. 
shall people, begin. People have been asking. People are not. People are not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, that that looks like it. Even like the young fun quarterbacks, they don't see much. Miami's playing Denver. I mean, Drew Locke. I'm not putting in that category of young fun uh, quarterbacks. <sighs> I don't know. The, the matchups are weird next week. It looks weird. And the Packers have an afternoon game. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just throws the whole day off. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, good. I, still, I, the primetime games are going to be good. Yes. Primetime games are should be good, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All right, Mo, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with, uh, as you call it, America's favorite. All right, back from our break. Time to get to what everyone's been waiting for. America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Uh, can you imagine listening to this podcast and waiting like uh, an, over an hour to get to, <laughs> to the corner kick? People do it. Really want to hear People Casey. do it. I always I want to hear Casey's take <laughs> on uh, Liverpool and a little bit on Premier League soccer. So I'm going to listen to an hour of this other nonsense <laughs> just, to get, just to get here. Uh, but here we are, Marla. We're in the corner kick. Um, a tough... Uh, international break week for Liverpool. We're going to focus on Liverpool on this corner kick. Uh, Mohamed Salah, the dynamic goal scorer of the team, has tested positive for uh, coronavirus. Get well uh, soon. I don't. I don't know the exact protocol um, of it for uh, the Premier League. I'm not sure there is one. Uh, Ma, uh, Sadio Mane had it earlier in the in uh, the season for the team, and he was just ba- essentially out until he tested negative, and then he was back in. <laughs> so uh, I think at worst you're looking at Salah missing the next game. I, they don't have like protocols like the Big Ten does or or whatever. I think he'll be back for the next game, uh, but still a little a little concerning. Um, and that just kind of adds to. I guess, as I said, it was a bad week. Uh, adding to that was Liverpool loses another center back. <clears throat> uh, Joe Gomez had had it surgery. I, it wasn't a ligament. I think it was oh, crap. I forget what it was. It wasn't a ligament. It was something else in his knee. <clears throat> um, and this is now the second. So Liverpool has now lost two of their three center backs. <clears throat> two knee surgeries, so they'll miss a significant part of the season. Uh, they're down to just uh, Joel Matip at center back, who's a fine center back, but when he's your only one, they're going to have to push Firmino back, uh, um, Fabinho, excuse me, uh, back to center back, and I don't know what you do if you need to spell any of those guys. They obviously need to go out and sign somebody here in the winter uh, transfer window coming up, but it's it looks bleak at center back. Uh, I, I don't know what Liverpool is going to do. They, I think we'll need to, tra- I, I don't know. They'll, they'll need to get a transfer. They'll need to kind of change their formation, dropping somebody a little bit farther back. Maybe you drop Henderson farther back. Maybe Kata is going to have to play it a little bit more. He's going to have to try and control the field a bit more. I don't know if you do that or you just switch and go, screw it, we're just going to score more goals than you and we're going to win 4-3. to three. Uh, I, I don't know which way they're going to go, but they got to go. I think one of those two ways: either really try and reinforce that defense, or get out there and score a ton of goals. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. They are against Leicester City on Sunday. A lot of people saying Leicester City is the biggest contender for them, uh, for Liverpool in um, competing for the uh, 
title. So a big matchup there. Uh, the other interesting game this weekend is Tottenham versus Manchester City on Saturday. So you got two, a good matchup on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I think both of them will be done in time uh, to uh, watch them and get out of the way for, for football. So that is the corner kick. There were uh, uh, some uh, international games. I guess I could talk about the U.S. men's national team, Marlon, if I could continue. Uh, they oh, it's your segment, man. Against Wales, a 0-0 draw. A 0-0 draw. I know how much you love those, yeah, Marlon. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, this. Despite it being a zero-zero draw, um, it was very promising <laughs> for the U.S. team. They had a lot of young players, and it what was interesting was just looking out on the field of these young players who obviously didn't create a result in this game against Wales. But you had a right back who's playing at Barcelona. You had a center midfield that's playing at Juventus and Dortmund, and you have uh, there's one more I'm blanking on. Um, Juventus, Dortmund, whatever. We have like four or five players who are playing in like the top 20 clubs in the world, which we didn't have 10 years ago. So that's that's a positive thing. It doesn't make up for missing the World Cup last time. Uh, but our our top talent is being um, recruited. Oh, Valencia. Uh, Musa's playing at Valencia. That's the other one. Uh, they're being recruited and playing at some of the top clubs in the world. And that's really encouraging for the future of of U.S. soccer, uh, because they're going to get coached better there. They're going to uh, play with better players there, get used to playing with better players there, and that means that other clubs are going to be looking at the United States as a place to come and get players to develop for their clubs, and that that therefore will make the U.S. men's national team better. So, it, while the result wasn't encouraging, the uh, ability of our young players was very encouraging or the prospects of our young players was very encouraging. So there we go. That is the corner. All right. All right. So got some throw-ins this week? We got some throw-ins, Marlo. Uh, A little thing called the Masters. I don't know if you heard of it. It happened in November this year. The whole thing was weird. Every Masters in November was weird. There was no that build-up that I needed from March Madness, every segment coming in. The Masters. Um, Yeah. No blooms. There are no blooms. Weird to see Augusta with no blooms, but um, but here we are. This is this is twenty twenty. This is twenty twenty. Um, in the Masters in general, uh, what was interesting the first two days because Tiger was doing well, so that was fun. Uh, and then uh, he shot basically par what par two over mm-hmm. par. Um, on the third day, he was out of it, and Dustin Johnson took the tournament by the horns and just won the damn thing. And today was pretty uneventful. Uh, in, you just watched Dustin Johnson win, uh, which is fine. That's that's fun to see, but there wasn't any sort of uh, climax or any sort of real uh, excitement towards the end of it. Uh, just Dustin Johnson being really good and uh, winning by I think it went by four strokes, five, five strokes? strokes I believe. Yeah, I don't remember. Dustin Johnson wins. Uh, he's really good at golf. There, there we go. Correct. Yeah. Speaking of really good. Justin Abreu wins the AL MVP. Justin Abreu. Uh, Jose oh, Abreu, Jesus, Justin Abreu. Why did I get Justin in there? Anyways. Okay, Dustin's, the word Dustin's right yeah. above it. Jose, it. Tricked you. <laughs> Jose, Jose, Abreu. Jose Abreu. Of the of your Chicago Of the White Sox. Yes. MVP. Yeah. Well-deserved. Uh, well-deserved. I think it was, I, 
You think it was kind of strange? I feel like the, in the uh, Major League Baseball just can't figure out how to win and how to get these announcements out. Of yeah, uh, you know, even on regular times, um, all these kind of trickled out. It seemed random, um, but hey, I, it's just Major League Baseball, I guess. Yeah, they did trickle out. I agree, it is random. I don't know why they trickle out like this. Do the does baseball think that they're getting people to talk about them more by doing it, by having the Cy Young one day, MVP the next day, or whatever it was. It's very weird. Uh, I was surprised to see... I'm an NL guy, so I was surprised to see Jose Abreu won, although I couldn't think off the top of my head who else should have won it. I guess the default is Trout, but his team (laughs) sucks. Um, So I I was a bit surprised that, that Abreu won it. Uh, that's not to say he's not deserving by any means, but I just wasn't, he wasn't on my radar to win it. Although, like I said, I didn't have much of a radar to begin with. (laughs) So, uh, Freddie Freeman wins the NL MVP. Apparently pretty resoundingly. He won, he got 38 of the, or excuse me, 28 of the 30 first place votes. Uh, so pretty resounding for Freddie Freeman. On the NL side. Uh, in basketball, in the round ball, Marlo, uh, NBA draft is this week. Exciting. Probably the least excited I've been for a draft in years. Um, just I, I'm not a fan of the prospects. But who do you think the Bulls are picking? The Bulls are drafting fourth yeah. the in fourth the draft? Pick. Fourth pick, Casey. And guess how many players are in this draft? There are three. This happens fifty every oh. time. <laughs> no, there are only three players that have no. This happens every time. Will the Bulls find the yeah. one diamond in the rough? Absolutely not, because it's not what they do. Although we are under eh, not under new management, but we got some new people in the front office, so maybe things will change. Um, but that being said, to your point, I I'm not overly excited of this draft, uh, mainly because I don't know what's going on. Like I think we like we talked about in the past. We didn't have that. Mar- we didn't have that March Madness. Didn't really get that the the pop of these are the players that are going to be there for the draft uh, from the collegiate level. Now we have a lot, a lot as we're looking through um, uh, uh, international players that again know nothing about. Um, so the excitement isn't there, and I'm gonna have to yeah. wait and see till they're actually on the court uh, to get any sort of excitement for whoever the Bulls pick up. All right. Well, we got CBS mock draft who has Obi Toppin taken, which is okay, but kind of the bull saying we get the oldest player in the draft might be a good prospect. You know, he you know he had a hell of a season last season. Um, again, we weren't able to see him in the tournament, but yeah. um, I could get behind something like that. But again, I I don't I'm I don't have my I don't have high hopes for the the draft pick that we do pick until can see them play on the court. Yeah, it's a it's just so weird, and why I'm not excited about it is you talk about there being a, you know a top three or a, a tier of the top three, and that tier just doesn't seem like a tier one to me as far as we've seen drafts recently. It seems like we're starting at a tier two, and then I guess then you're falling to a tier three here for the Bulls. They uh, it seems like they're linked with Obi Toppin or uh, some uh, I don't even know how to add. Avdija, Avdija, Dia, I don't know, whatever. Some foreign player that I don't know his name of, uh, and that's just bad on me for not uh, looking up how to pronounce that beforehand. Um, 
I would I would like to have Obi Toppin on my team. I think he's a fun player. I think he's good, but the Bulls have a million forwards. So adding another forward to the mix doesn't sound great. So maybe the other foreign player can be a, a, a more of a guard position. I don't know. I don't um, only I don't know what I don't know. I don't I guess in the end I agree. I don't know what the Bulls do here. <laughs> Seems tough. Um I don't. I don't even know if you want to trade up, right, to get one of these top three. It just almost doesn't seem worth it to me to to do that. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I agree with the sentiment that even the top tier of this draft isn't doesn't stand up to uh, better drafts of the past. So, again, not that excited. We'll see what happens. We'll see what draft day kind of shakes out. If there's any movement, um, any you know, any movement for from trades or whatnot, but. Not that, not that thrilled. It, yeah. It's not, it's not higher my on my radar this year. Yeah, yeah, and you got to think Golden State's looking to move out of that two spot. Um, yeah, they have them taking Wiseman, I think, in a lot of the drafts. I, I'd be surprised if they, if the season starts and Wiseman is on their roster, that would surprise me very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's the draft. It's on, uh, it's on the 18th. So what is that? That's Wednesday. So watch out for that. Uh, the last thing I have, Marlo, here, I guess we didn't talk about it in college football, is Lane Kiffin's touchdown celebration. You haven't seen this. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, not you, Marlo, but our fellow fans. I, <laughs> I, I know you liked it. Um, or you saw the link, at least. Uh, he had a night. There was a. He's the coach of Ole Miss. Their quarterback had a 91 yard TD reception. He saw the wide receiver breaking open. He uh, celebrated, threw his arms up in the air to celebrate, threw his clipboard in the air, runs down the sideline, pumping fists. It is absolutely fantastic and hilarious. Uh, A little bit of a headset throw, air punch. I love it. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, Yeah, Lane, he has has a thing for this. He knows when when it's – he calls a good play and he calls a shot before a shot. But this one was – like you said, the the clip. I don't know if you see how high the clipboard goes on this on this <laughs> shot, but there's some shots where it's <laughs> it is uh, is a fantastic celebration. So if you ever get a yeah. chance, you need to check it out. His arms are in the air. He sees it before the quarterback does. The quarterback, uh, you know, checks to the wide receiver who's running wide open. His arms are in the air. When the wide receiver yeah. catches it, he chucks the clipboard up. It's in the air. so high, so fantastic, so funny. Um, coach celebration of the year for sure. Oh, absolutely! Hall of Fame. Excellent, excellent. All right. Will Muschamp got fired. Yeah, he did. That's the other 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 highlight. Um, or not highlight. Uh, throwing. <laughs> I don't really have any thought on it. I just I just saw it happen. They're gonna buy him out. So there's that. All right. Well, thoughts and prayers, Mitch. Hope you land on your feet. Um, that's it for throw-ins, Casey? I think that's it for throw-ins. All right. Well, Casey, that's, that's it for me. I got nothing else here. Uh, besides, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, Casey at Prof Badger Fan, myself at MarloJR. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? That is all. Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.